This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Thank you for choosing the Dine Local SD podcast. Visit DineLocalSD.com for the latest in restaurant offerings. Here's your host, Nick Shinton. All right. Hello. <laughs> and we are live, I guess, huh? Welcome back, everybody. It's the Dine Local San Diego podcast. Uh, we're going to do a farmer's market report today. We've got Mary Kay Waters in from Waters Fine Foods to talk about her brand new cookbook. Super excited about that. Got Joe Buckshness with us today. who's going to talk about the U.S. Grant Grill. And we're going to kick it off like we do every week with Joe Herman. Joe, what is going on in the farmer's market? Hey, Nick. The farmer's market. Uh, what we got right now is we got more citrus coming in. Mm-hmm. Just want to mention that we still got different types of tangerines uh, from Polito. We got Perfection and Daisy. Uh, we have some Fremonts from Garcia. Lots of blood oranges still. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some really great Tahoe Golds from Friends Ranches. Wow! So it's tons of varieties of tangerines, huh? Right. Yeah. The weather's been great um, so far in California, anyway. <laughs> Well, let's talk about that real quick. So, like, right now, what a time to be in San Diego. And if you're listening to this, hopefully you're dining out in San Diego or dining local in San Diego. Um, But, you know, right now, what, 75% of the country is under a deep freeze. And here we are in this little Indian summer. Are we seeing any effects of that at the farmer's market? Uh, Yeah, everything's just looking great. And we got – so it's awesome because they warmed up and we got all that rain Mm -hmm. the previous week. So everything's just blooming, ready to go. And it just it just looks beautiful. So I saw some fava beans in there. That seems like a spring thing to me. Is it is that like a nice early shot of favas in there? Yes, it is. It's those are from uh, Rivas uh, Ranches. That's out of San Marcos. And yeah, they were up at the market. They have got some fava beans in. They've had them for the past couple weeks. And what else? You uh, saw some green garlic or anything else? Yeah, like green garlic, like springtime snap peas. We had you know sugar snaps from uh, Tutti Fruity, also JR Organics. We have English peas from Valdivia trickling in also 2d fruity will have some as well and two piece in a pod uh we have fava tendrils from kong tao all the rain sprouted those so he's he had them that this past week we'll see if they continue on cool so, so yeah. now that's stuff that's probably going to gap between they fully when they fully come in season in the springtime right we're just like little shots of it right. here and there with this, little sh- yeah beautiful weather that we've been getting yeah. awesome so i know you wanted to talk a little bit more about a spe- uh, specific grain project right Right. So um, Alex Weiser from Weiser Family Farms and Sherry Mandel, and I believe there's a few other partners in this as well, have developed a, a heritage grain project, and it's called the Tehachapi Grain Project. So, and what, so what do you mean by grain project? Is this like, are they just making flour or what? They're what? growing the grasses, the grains, the barley. So California used to lead grain production uh, years ago in, in the country. Mm-hmm. They were second in wheat as well. Uh, that all got overtaken by people growing citrus and higher-end products. So they're bringing it back a little bit. Uh, and they're growing heritage grains, uh, really nice fife flowers, sonoras, um, uh, a bruisey rye. Mm. So, and they're, they're selling them to restaurants like p- people like Dan Barber at uh, Blue, mm-hmm. Blue Farm or mm-hmm. Blue – what's it? Stone? Anyway – Dan Barber, everyone knows who sure. he is. One of the farm-to-table uh, yeah, originators. Places in San Francisco, Tartine, mm-hmm. things like that. And uh, so we've been trying to get a little bit and kind of spread the name down here. Is anybody in San Diego really interested in this? Uh, Elizabeth Olson, the pastry chef for Consortium Holdings. Oh, she's uh, amazing. Uh, she's she's been making bread with it, and she loves the way it's coming out. We've had some inquiry from uh, Crystal over at Wayfair. 
So you've actually gotten this product down here already, and yeah. she's been working with it, making is it like old world kind of breads, or I, I mean, I'm yeah. just kind of lost in your baking. Well, not really you know, one of my fortes. She, you know, she makes traditional sourdough, everything with a starter. So yeah, she just old it, old world as it gets. You know, mm-hmm. flour, water, yeah, so salt, it, air. So for Consortium Holdings, they do all the bread programs from scratch, both at Ironside and at Born and Raised. Correct. That's yeah, amazing. she's she's. Baking bread for everybody, and she also does the whole pastry and dessert. Yes, yeah, she, yeah. So, she's amazing. She yeah. she gets a lot done. Wow. So yeah, we're just we're trying to spread the word. Uh, the problem is getting it milled and getting them having enough. They're slowly growing a little bit more every year. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to team up with uh, someone down here to mill the grains. Also, the the Cucina uh, Restaurant Group, uh, Cucina Urbana and Anateca specifically. They've been buying the whole grains and cooking them up, using them in salads and certain dishes. So the, the unrefined grains. So is Liz like using like flowers made by these guys? Yeah. So we're getting so it. They, so they have a refined line and then they also have the actual whole grains you can buy too? Right. They can only do so much with the refined line though. Okay. It's very So little. the refined line is yeah. limited. And, but then you can also get these whole like, you know, wheat berries and things Absolutely. like that. Yep. Oh, super cool. All right. Well, with us this week, we got Joe Buckschness. And Joe, we were talking a little bit earlier today, and you sold a whole truck. Pretty much. Yeah. At um, one stop. At one stop. Um, so Chef David and Chef Mark over there at the U.S. Grant Grill. The U.S. Grant Grill. And that's like right downtown. Between kind of third and fourth on market. Uh-huh. Um, fun fact, the hotel was built in 1910 by the son of Ulysses S. Grant. He actually named it after his father. Um, if you guys don't know, he was the 18th president of the United States. And... Um, but, Leader of the Union forces during correct. the Civil War. Um, they actually, also buried in Grant's tomb. Yes, he's buried in Grant's tomb. <laughs> uh, they also had a speakeasy in there in the 20s. Um, and, you know, this this place is something special. Uh, you go in there, you kind of step back in time. Um, their menu, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Is um, that the grill? This is the grill, correct. Mm-hmm. Breakfast, lunch, and, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, a breakfast item on there that kind of caught my eye was a duck confit hash, grilled torpedo onions, roasted farmer's market potatoes. And so farmer's market potatoes and farmer's market, uh, this is the red torpedo red onions? Red torpedo onions coming from Tutti Frutti and the Alaskan fingerlings and the German butterballs coming from Weiser, which Joe mentioned. Yeah, we talked about the Alaskan fingerlings last week. Correct. Dynamite potatoes. So, and, you know, what a testament to this restaurant that is taking these two awesome yeah. Farmer's market ingredients, and yep. they can a hash out Exactly. Mm. And, um, you know, I was looking through their menu, and I have a list here of several items. Uh, so on their dinner menu, dinner menu, another one is a Spanish octopus, charred radicchio, anchovy aioli, gordel, olives, and smoked paprika oil. Um, another one, leopard romaine lettuce, uh, is coming from the Garden of with smoked blue cheese, smoked blue cheese dressing. Sorry, I'm getting so uh, yeah, caught hungry. up in my words. I'm like salivating. I'm yeah. starving over here. Um, brioche croutons, crisp, crispy guanciale. If you guys are familiar with guanciale, it's a cured pork jowl. Um, absolutely phenomenal with a little heirloom tomato. Um, one last thing, seared scallops, citrus braised on dive, local citrus. So he he purchased the page satsumas. And the moros, so a little sweet, a little acidic, and a very nice balance. Finished with finished with a lemongrass blanc and mustard frill. That's really cool. <laughs> you, so instead of you know to to make the right citrus for the scallops, instead of just kind of tasting a bunch of different things and picking one, you got we got a super tart blood orange, correct, and then a super sweet tangerine, correct. So he's just bait playing mixologist, yes. making his own ratio exactly. to get the sweetness and acidity to right where 
he feels it should be yes, best paired with the scallops. Course. And if you're a guest there, uh, the amenities are all of our farmer's market items as well. So Pink Lady Apples, you bought, you know, they hand them out to, their, to so their guests cool. there. So people from across the country and across the world can come and stay and taste our local product. So that's great. You know, a San Diego institution, the U.S. Grant Hotel, been there for over 100 years yeah, now. Filled with history. Filled um, with history, just like, a you know, stepping into almost a time capsule. Exactly. It's kind of like how classic old hotels used yes. to, it still looks that way. Yeah. And then they have this menu that's featuring... Even on, you can go in there for breakfast, lunch, or dinner and eat local fresh exactly. produce. Exactly. And it's completely like you literally walk back in time. It's beautiful. Um, but not with the cuisine because this seems it's like contemporary ca- California. You know, it's this it's is a, California on, on a plate. That's so, awesome. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a very uh, special thing for us to have very, very close to home. Well, what a treat. If you guys get a chance, make sure you go out and check out the Grant U.S. Grant Grill. That's over on, uh, I guess that's that one's on 4th Street, Yeah, right? between 3rd and 4th, 4th on Market. Correct. Awesome. All right, guys, right in the heart of the gas lamp. Yep. All right, stay tuned. Coming up next, we've got Mary Kay Waters from Waters Fine Foods. We're going to be talking about her brand new cookbook. How exciting. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome back. It's time for the main ingredient today. We are so lucky to have Mary Kay Waters from Waters Fine Foods with us. She's in here promoting her brand new cookbook, Waters Fine Foods, Stories and Recipes from Our Kitchen. Uh, First of all, welcome, Mary Kay. Thank you, Nick. And you also brought with you today Leslie Dana Miller, and you're the kind of cafe operations manager. Uh, Yeah, I run the cafe as well as I do bar event sales. Awesome. So I had the privilege of getting to go through this cookbook last night and kind of working my way through it and taking notes on it and looking at it. And I found so many interesting things that I want to ask you about. Uh, the first thing that kind of struck me was uh, how your cookbook is um, really nice for people who are gluten free. Um, and so and I kind of read a little anecdote in there about uh, you started your gluten free experience goes all the way back to the 70s. It does. It does. I was working for a woman in Vermont. I was a private chef, and she was uh, had been diagnosed and suffered from severe arthritis. At that time, there was no Google. There was no computer to be able to do research, and yet she was able to come up with, um, just through a lot of reading and trial and error, that when she ate flour, she her symptoms got worse. So when I was cooking for her, I had to prepare everything with rice flour, um, absolutely no wheat. Um, she had a few other restrictions, and she was amazing. She could run, swim. She was in her late 70s, and she had so much energy and really was um, just an inspiration. Years later, I was um, skiing, and I started noticing that I was having some inflammation and um, thought about it and remembered Dottie and um, how she had really cured herself. So at that time, I went on a strict no-flower diet and or just way of life, and it made such a huge difference for me that I um, just wanted to be able to offer it to other people. So we do, we don't have a gluten-free kitchen, but we go through, we do a lot of our recipes wherever we can. 
either gluten-free, grain-free, and um, and then sugar-free. And that's that's really cool because I was looking through it and um, – you know, I think that there's like two types of people when it comes to dietary restrictions. There's people, there's chefs and companies that will just, again, they'll, they'll, they'll fulfill the requirement and they'll do it for you, but they don't actually take the time to develop these recipes based on flavor and experience where you as a chef who's living that lifestyle, you know, you're, it's actually food that you would cook for yourself and you're not just fulfilling a requirement for somebody. It's, things that you've, you know, put this time and tasting and development into to make them just as delicious so you're not going to feel like there's something missing in there. It's Absolutely. And so I noticed, like, you have uh, zucchini quick bread that's gluten-free, a uh, bunch of different quick breads that are in there. And then another thing I wanted to kind of get into is one of the things I feel like kind of goes down that little dietary restriction is you're also, you don't, I don't, I see, I don't see a lot of heavy ingredients in places where you don't need them. Um, you know, like for instance, I see a lot of olive oil, uh, a lot of, a lot of these bases of these recipes go with olive oil. How'd you get into the olive oil rather than kind of butter for a base of a lot of things? I think we have, um, been trying to do the, the blue foods, um, movement, uh, for, for years of just doing a lot more plant-based, mm-hmm. um, olive oil. We do use butter, mm-hmm. but we, uh, when we do, we use grass-fed butter and, um, just the olive oil for actually for baking is just creates a very moist, um, delicious quick bread. Uh, we also, do uh, gluten-free vegan cookies, and for those we use coconut oil, and they're um, people love love those. Uh, they're somewhat of a guilt-free pleasure to be able to eat them. Um, we we have really high standards of what we prepare, what we cook. Uh, we just always, and we're never satisfied. I think we're always trying to make if we're making something and we read or hear or try something that's a little bit better we're going to change it it's we are not status quo we're always always trying new and it just makes it a a, more of a journey and um i feel that our food is really honest Mm -hmm. we um have a lot of integrity and in what we Start with what we purchase, and um, and just the quality. Our customers, I we get a lot of comments that I uh, they just our food is constantly getting better and better and better. And but even though we've been around for thirty years mm-hmm. and um, have a very solid reputation, I think it's it's always getting better. Yeah, absolutely. And look, talk, touching on that, you've been around for 30 years. And one thing we kind of talked about a little bit uh, right before this interview started was you have a lot of the same staff that's been there with you for all these years. And I think that that is such a reflection of the kind of environment and the kind of person that you are, that you can have this positive environment. Because, you know, food's got to come from a positive place. And it's got to be made by positive people. And the fact that you've been able to re- retain people for all these years and have these, 
you know, and you, and you give so many different shout outs in your, in your cookbook to, uh, you know, people who have helped you develop these recipes, different cooks that are, you know, that are chefs Special that Specialty produce. <laughs> well, well yeah, not just that, but I mean, just again, it's, 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 I, I really believe that that kind of attitude translates into better food. And, uh, it's awesome that you can, you may be able to treat, treat people so well and, and bring those positive vibes out in, in your food and your cookbook. Like water for chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. It's years ago we were doing a, <laughs> um, we were doing a, an event and um, President Clinton was going to be there. And it was at the time with the whole Monica Lewinsky scandal. Mm-hmm. And um, I was having a little bit of a problem with that. <laughs> and I was making an apple pie and... I just couldn't. I had made apple pie since I was four years old, and this apple pie just wasn't wasn't working. No, and I uh, yeah, finally, it, finally it did. Food <laughs> got to come from a positive it, place. Yeah, yeah. In there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect example of that. And so looking through your looking through your cookbook again, and what I, one of the things that struck me was it's an awesome um, this middle ground between rustic and refined. Uh, I see lots of colors and textures that aren't based again on like flowers and things like that. It's really caramelization um, and, mm-hmm. and cooking to bring character out in your food. And, and it just, again, it's that rustic meets refined element that's in there. Nothing's too pretentious. It seems like it, you've got all these great ideas, but it seems like your target audience could be like, even for the home cook, it's a lot of things that are approachable, but yet it could still inspire somebody who's been cooking for years and years and years at the same time. That's so nice of you to say that, Nick, because I think that's what we we did. When we cater, we generally do uh, recipes that are more complicated, uh, more um, just take a lot more finished work. And this was really geared to our customers who come in every day and are always asking for recipes. They, um, they may not be able to get to waters all the time, and they just every day would be asking for recipes for our enchilada sauce, for, our, for the quiche, for the roasted veggies, for whatever it was, for different soups. Mm-hmm. So it was after being asked over and over that we finally decided to go on the have this as our project mm-hmm. for the year, which turned into two years. Wow! So labor it's of love. a lot of work. Yeah, it's yeah, been an adventure. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Um, well, thank you so much. I mean, I want to talk move on from a little bit from the book to talk actually about waters catering and what is waters catering we also have you guys have uh, like a kind of a grab and go cafe too which is also right next to the your production kitchen so let's just kind of talk about the concept of waters catering you guys have been around since 1989 yeah wow yeah so 30 years now here in san diego and what kind of events do you guys specialize specialize in we do everything. We do weddings. We do corporate events. We um, uh, do a lot for uh, different retailers in town, um, uh, universities, and we have done sit-down dinners for 600 people, um, sometimes two sit-down dinners in one day. We um, Our food is... Um, we it's 
always customize every menu. We talk to the people. We get to know them. We ask if there are any dietary concerns, um, what their favorite foods are, if there's anything they want to stay away from, uh, and then we we plan a, a menu, again, according, trying to take into consideration what we have to work with, because it may be in the middle of a field with no water, yeah. and um, we figure it all out. And so no location's too challenging? Never. <laughs> no, it's exciting. That's what makes it a lot of fun. Right. Our um, And again, it's our team. It's the people. We have... Um, one of the gals who just is a fan, she's so detail-oriented with all the, all the, uh, the, just foreseeing the anything that could yeah. go wrong. Yeah. Or, yeah. Making sure we have exact Perfect planning. And, um, yeah. There's decor and all that. Spends a lot of time. Our event planners spend a lot of time with the clients, mm-hmm. getting to know them and making sure that their event is exactly how they're envisioning it. So, you know, and that's what you're really paying for when you're, when you contract a catering company, you're not contracting a service, you're contracting a memory and, and those little things, whether it be a dietary restriction in the food that doesn't come out again, just done. It comes out like delicious or uh, little details to the events or location challenges and things like that. Those are the things that go into that memorable experience that, you know, that, you know, you take with you yeah, for the rest of your life. Yeah. We always send the A-team. Yeah. It's always. Well, yeah. it sounds like you got nothing but an A-team over there. Yeah, <laughs> we do. So, Leslie, you now you manage the cafe, right? Yeah, I do. And so tell me a little bit about the cafe. Where is that located and what kind of things? And I saw you have like an everyday menu, but then you also have a rotating specials menu. Yeah, that's what's pretty amazing about our kitchen is that while they're doing all these big events, they always find time to make food for our cafe mm-hmm. and we do have we're located at uh, um 1122 marina boulevard 1122 marina <laughs> boulevard um and we do have our everyday favorites that are i believe all of them are in this cookbook mm-hmm. um like our roasted vegetables and our jamelli pesto pasta and the pan seared salmon is everyone's favorite and then we have sandwiches and salads that we make fresh to order so people can make little alterations if they want and then and then we also add on special items each day, so which adds more challenge to our kitchen because we we mix up the menu constantly. So they get the menu on Friday and start fresh every week and try something new. And sometimes we just throw the, an idea at the kitchen and they're like, I think we can figure this out and give us something amazing. And super seasonal. Yes, so super ha- seasonal. So how did the cafe come to fruition then? If You, it, you started it as a catering company. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like people were like, I need need to have... We were hungry. You were hungry. (laughs) We were. We were on Marina Boulevard, and there was nothing. There were fast food places, and that was it. And so selfishly, we wanted a really good place to eat at. So we opened in the tiniest little place. It was right next door to our kitchen. Probably Mm -hmm. the size of this room. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it was pretty amazing what we put out of there. And people would drive around this alley to get there. And there were two little tables. And it was still packed every day. And, um, yeah, yeah. And so every day, again, we would think what, a, what we were craving and put it on the menu. Exactly. Awesome. 
Well, I wanted to thank you both for coming here today and sharing your afternoon with us. Guys, go out, pick up Water's Fine Foods a Cookbook. Um, you can It's available here at Specialty Produce. And yeah. w- where else can we get this cookbook at? At Water's, online, and at Warwick's. And at Warwick's. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Appreciate you thank both you, coming Nick. in today. You're amazing. (laughs) No, you guys are. You make it easy. All right. That's going to do it for us this week. Uh, Everybody check out Waters uh, Cafe and Waters Fine Food Catering and the new Waters Fine Food Cookbook with stories and recipes from our kitchen. Thanks, guys. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.